Welcome everyone to episode number 82 here on the Proven Knowledge Podcast, the Creator Series, and this is the final episode of 2021, and we're welcoming back the OG himself, J-Trey. J-Trey! J-Trey! <laughs> How long has it been? Like a year and yeah, a half? Yeah, I was about to say it's been like a year since we did the, the year in review. The year thing. end thing, which we didn't even get to post because it literally, we ran over time by like half an hour. I know. So, it was dumb as And up. per request of our friend Timmy the Boy, mm-hmm. who got you here yeah. as a guest to end the year off. So, I mean, most people probably know who you are if they follow Proven Knowledge. They know your yeah. music and stuff, but if they don't, just let them know who you are. So I'm J Trey. I am an Ohio MC. It sounds like my Spotify bio, um, but <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just a, you know aspiring MC. I'm a co-partner in Proven Knowledge with U Church, obviously. Um, I do a bunch of stuff to push my music forward, along with uh, working with other artists, um, and I like like you know just to make my hip hop music uh, authentic and real, and uh, you know take it to another level that hasn't been seen before and like like with our like message mm-hmm. to people like when we started proving knowledge uh, about like being creative and like being true to yourself um, and showing creativity uh, that still stands with what we got going mm-hmm. and what we plan to do with it and obviously you know me and you we take the brand a lot further than uh, we d- normally show we try to come up with new ideas and stuff for it so yeah i'm just sticking with the sticking with the plan mm-hmm. it's crazy to think we're already like five years into this though like I it feels know. like just like yesterday we were starting out and right. everything again but yeah it's crazy to think about so i mean for you i guess we'll, we'll start with like your writing process and everything i'm pretty familiar with like how you start i'd say you probably start with the hooks more than anything like i feel like every time we work together it's like I'll just play beats and you'll just start with like a killer hook or something, get yeah. the hook down and then go to verses and stuff. But I, I mean, you're the one that does it. So you can pretty yeah, much explain it. Like, better, cause like, it's like when we went on that trip with, uh, to California to see uncle Lee mm-hmm. and like one of the lessons that stuck with me is like, always start with the hook, always find a hook. And like, like even sometimes when songs don't call for hooks, I'll still have like a little something in my head mm-hmm. to like go off of. Um, cause I think the hooks, basically build the foundation for what I write about. Cause if I, if I can make that, I think that's the hardest part for me is making the hooks, even though, you know, I sometimes come up with them super easy mm-hmm. and you see them like happen fast here and there. Um, but like, it's, it's one of those things where like, without the hook, I don't know where the song's gonna go. So I kind of need that like little, uh, like grounding to like take it. Cause writing the verses is super easy. Mm-hmm. Once I have an idea and like what I know what the song's gonna be about, um, so that's pretty much how I go into it. And then, like I said, I listen to like the beats that you make or someone else makes, and I just know the vibe of the song. I just try to fit the tone to, you know, see it how like I, I envision like whoever produced it would want it to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just try and just follow that vibe and just keep within that range. And um, um, it, it's really helpful because, you know, I, I sometimes have writer's block and I don't know what to write about, but then when I hear a beat, I hear a certain story or I hear like a certain type of song in it that just inspires me to write to it and then I just get something off and then obviously you've seen we've made a lot of good shit especially when we, we've, uh, we've made like hundreds of songs at this point yeah like I, I swear to god and like it might be thousands of honestly because I feel like we out of all the shit we've made we probably only have like maybe 10% of that that's out or gonna come out oh yeah like, like there's so many songs we made just never gonna come out because yeah. it's just like just practice, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, because so. of the songs we did early on in the yeah. days, like songs that never touched albums, songs mm-hmm. we did with Alan, songs we did with other people that like just aren't out. 
like and it's just uh it, it's it's a large amount of quality of songs. I'm not necessarily saying all of them are good. Yeah, um, there's a lot of a yeah, lot of bad ones. There's a lot of bad ones. <laughs> for me, for sure, there's yeah, a lot of yeah, bad yeah, ones. There, there, yeah, there's a few bad ones yeah. in there. Don't don't get don't get it twisted. Um, but <laughs> I, I think we've come into our own. We yeah. know when something's good, and like we know yeah. like because me and you will go like whenever we're making an album, we're just like, oh, that's definitely album worthy. Like that's a good track. That's a dope track. And like we just you know balance them out. And then sometimes we interchange songs. We're like, oh, well, we like this song, but this song definitely hits better than this. Like, so like, it, it's it's one of those things where like we've grown enough that we can like figure out what works and what mm -hmm. doesn't. Um, and I know when I'm trash, or like you'll know when you don't feel something in a beat. So like, it it, it works. It coincides with yeah. each other because we both know we can do better, and like we know that we're able to make better. So like we just always try to push each other, I guess. Yeah. So since like me and you basically started at the same time, I know for me like just being consistent over the last like five years, just doing it every single day has been a huge thing for me. Just to feel like I'm getting better and like working with different people and stuff. So for you, like as a rapper and as an artist, like have you felt kind of the same? It's just like doing it more and more. You've gotten more comfortable with it, like compared to where we were five years ago. Because I feel like we came in we didn't really know anything about what we were doing we just kind of mm -hmm. started doing it and just getting the hang of it and making right. it like a repetitive thing yeah so is that like you share the same like sentiment kind of like you feel the same way so just like doing it over and so over. making music has uh has been a blessing and a curse for me because like when when we started doing it like obviously we didn't know what we were doing we, mm -hmm. we, we just kind of went on a whim thinking that we could you know make some make some music mm -hmm. uh, but as time went on like how you you know you do beats every day mm -hmm. like I'm I'm basically studying every day mm -hmm. because like I will listen to like all kinds of music that's why like I'll, I'll tell you about all these like artists that I listen to and like all these people because I like I like to like study like what makes people enjoy this person's music? Like, like, and like, how does this person say their words? Or like, how do they change their flow? Like, what, what flow do they use? How do they get creative with the storytelling? And like, it, it's been like that for the past like three and a half years where I've like been like able to just study music. And that's a, that's a problem for me now because every time I hear a song, now all of a sudden I have like this idea in my head, like, oh, what if I did like this song? But like this story could be like this, or like what if I rap like this, but like in a different fl you like kinda you kind know, of start overthinking it. You yeah, because like because like I listen to the lyrics and I'll like I'll call out the genius bars. Like I like most people just listen to it and like oh this is great, but like me I'm just like surveying what they're saying mm -hmm. and like how they're going about saying it. Whether that go from like someone like uh, like Young Thug to like someone like Nas and like I, I listen to what they do and the sounds that they do when they make music and that influences me to come in here and put together what I've been listening to and making the, the music that we make mm -hmm. so like and on top of that like I'll write out songs like when you send me beats and I'll just like write them out and then sometimes I feel them sometimes I don't and then like it, it takes me a while that's why sometimes I'll like I'll like hit you like oh I don't have a song to record because I'm like just you know still writing mm -hmm. it or like I'm just practicing it and then I'll go over it in my head like hundreds of times to, just to make sure that I feel it before I come in here. Cause I don't like to, you know, waste time when I'm in here. Mm -hmm. I, I like to, if I have an idea, I'm gonna lay it down for you and then we're just gonna get it done. But like, if it's something that I'm not feeling then I just kind of like use it as like a practice or I save it as like a reference for a song later. It's for something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause sometimes some of the verses that I spit in here are just 
old like verses that I wrote that I just wasn't feeling at the time, but now with a new beat and a new direction, now I can bring that back. Mm. Cause that's what like, uh, like the Odyssey, like some of those verses were just retired verses that I had with like other beats or like with other people yeah. like Alan or Brandon and like, um, and I just put them on cause they fit better and they sounded way better. So like, it, it's one of those things where like, I'm always making sure I have like, like verses ready like and I have like different artistic styles ready it just always has to fit the sound of it so mm -hmm. like it, it's one of those things where I just kind of like take it as a as a token of like my work ethic that like I'm able to not only create on the spot but like I have something in the back burner in case like I can't think of something and I just want to see if it fits in this little slot because mm -hmm. I still have like verses in there and yeah. sometimes sometimes it'll hit me like when I'm driving around I'll have like a little like hook in my head and I'm just like, oh, I gotta write that down. Like, I'll be in a red light just like, like, like and just, <laughs> just writing that down and then like, I'll be like, okay, I need church to send me a beat that fits this hook, okay, cool. And then that's how we get going. Yeah, you just stack ideas basically. Yeah. Cause I'm the same way, I just like stack ideas. Even if they don't get used, it's like, it's good to just know that there's something you could fall back on and be like, okay, I got all these songs. We pick the best ones and we just go from there and everything, so. right. So you mentioned like studying MCs and stuff. Who right now you think you're studying the most? Like, is it someone that's been dropped, has dropped an album recently? You're studying hmm, anyone yeah, specific? Yeah, or? I mean, I've been studying um, obviously Nas because that King's Disease 2 was crazy. Yep. Um, so like, I've been studying him. I've been studying Lil Wayne. Uh, I've been studying a lot of Big Sean. Um, I've been studying some other people um, that aren't necessarily big rapping, like lyricists, uh, like like Baby Keem, Young Thug, uh, Travis Scott. Um, and just, you know, like I like to get different because I don't want to stay one dimensional with it. Um, so like I, I switch between like different people and genres. So like with the rapper side, it's like those guys. And then I switch to like some like R&B, like Bryson Tillers and The Weeknds and Frank Ocean, uh, Black, um, and even some female artists like Janae, uh, SZA, Tiana Taylor. Like, like it's, it's just a list of people that I like to listen to that like influence how I, I look at music and like I've been studying how they you know make songs work and how that they can make it so it's engaging and it's not you know, a retired thing. Um, it's something new every time, or it's something that like sparks an interest in mm -hmm. you. You know, and that's what I want to do. Like whenever I make music, I yeah. want to create stuff that is new and it sparks interest and keeps you engaged mm -hmm. the whole time. You know, how heavily are you on like maybe people? Just let's say listeners or fans, like when they give you feedback, because I know you've told me personally about people that gave you feedback. Certain people have like mixed messages they're like oh i didn't like this song but i like this song does that ever like influence what you're doing or you kind of just do what you got to do and do yeah. whatever you want like you never really thought about not like that, how you approach that like because i knew going into this that like there's probably gonna be people people that don't like what i put out and that's fine like music is subjective i don't hold you to it if you feel that way cool i just know when i make music because like before i was making it obviously to like please people and like I thought I needed that like perception of people to like say I was good. Mm -hmm. But like then I just was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just gonna make stuff for me and just make stuff that I enjoy to listen to. And if you don't like it, whatever. If you do like it, I appreciate you. I appreciate the support. That that's why when people like like with the Epitome of Chaos album, yeah. like like 
more people hit me up about this album than any other one saying how great it was and like how they enjoyed it and that's good that's cool if someone were like to be like hey man like uh, I liked some of these songs but overall I thought this song was tr like trash and like this song was trash. and I'm like that's fine man I appreciate you listening Th mm -hmm. thank you anyway thanks for your you know critique because mm -hmm. um, one of my good friends he he gave me a full like Bible's long of every song yeah like, like of every <laughs> song um, and he and he told me the two songs that he didn't like and those are some of my favorites on the on the project so like I was I was just like oh man you know what I respect your opinion you know thank you for listening um, um, like it's it's something that I don't dwell on too much because mm -hmm. I'm just like I know that I'm good enough to make music and I know I can put out good music so when someone tells me something's not good I don't take it to heart I'm just like mm -hmm. whatever I'd move on with my day because mm -hmm. I don't I don't I know that's what happens because even like artists that I love still have crit yeah. like critics you know yeah. and people that hate their stuff so like right. it's it's it comes with being in the business mm -hmm. of it so you know you kind of have to be mentally prepared for that yeah. battle you know what I mean yeah so you're, let's see, you're four or five projects in now? I'm trying to think. Uh, let's see. In total. Uh, Self-expression. Yeah. Basilia. Mm -hmm. um, Phoenix. Phoenix, yeah. Odyssey. The Odyssey, the one with Alan, which yeah. was the, what was it called? Sonnet? Yeah, Sonnet, Sonnet 16. And Epitome of Chaos. Chaos. So that's six. Six. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it's been four, well, technically four years of releasing music. Yeah. Is there any of those, maybe a song or one of the projects that's like, a standout like when you were making it it was just very like special or something that you remember specifically like where you were when you were putting whatever together I will say um, when when me and Jordan made Made Men um, I think that was like one of my favorite experiences because not only did that catapult the whole Odyssey album because mm -hmm. uh, it just started off as just it was just gonna be one song between yeah. me and him and then it turned into a whole thing this like it was fun because like I had someone to rap along with and like compete with a mm -hmm. little bit and like it, it was a special moment like because I sent my verse obviously to him and then he's like oh okay cool I'll, I'll write something for you I'll get it back to you in a few days got back maybe two three days later something like that and we heard his verse and we went crazy <laughs> we were just like oh my god that's that's amazing <laughs> like like we we were just so blown away so then it pushed me again to be like oh well, i gotta rap another verse because i'm not gonna let him out rap me on my own song because at the time it was just gonna be my <laughs> yeah. song um and then like i i just remember how like i was like this has to be on an album i don't know if it was gonna be because it was originally going to be on phoenix i remember yeah and then like we were just like Nah, we'll hold that. We want to hold that for later. Like, we'll hold it for something else. And then, like, it was uh, when we were making The Odyssey that I was just like, okay, me and Jordan have good chemistry. We need to make an album. Mm -hmm. Like, like, because, like, we had been talking for months about, like, doing more songs together. And finally, just conversation just came up. We need to make a whole project together. And Made Men, mm -hmm. I needed that to be the last song because I just knew how important that was because it was the song that started it all. And I had so much fun making that whole project with Jordan that like that song just still stands out to me even though I, I like more songs on it mm -hmm. than that one I still like the experience I have with that song because it cultivated uh, a friendship and then without that song we would have never gotten to meet Carter and then like Luke Kang and then Luigi and like all these guys so yeah. like that song like stands out to me among the rest because like it, it made us known to more artists friends and like we became more well known with other people and mm -hmm. it was just a 
a building of relationships from that song. Yeah. So yeah, I I take that song. And it's too. crazy how like that kind of just came out of thin air, like the whole album thing. Because I remember it was like we basically started in July and it was out in December. Like yeah. it was really like a six, five or six month process of the album yeah. itself. And it was just like the verses would come in, like we'd send the beats away, and then he'd send his verse back. You'd record something, send it back, mm-hmm. and just keep doing that. And then bam, we had the ten songs. Yeah, we're just like let's just do this album. Right, like it was probably the quickest and like the least thought out thing ever. And it was just like bam, this is an album. Yeah, but it was great and people loved it. Like, yeah. Even, like, I feel like your fans loved it, and his fans also loved it, too. Oh, yeah. And it was, like, because I remember everyone telling me, like, the production and just the way their style, your guys' styles were meshing, it was, like, the best of both worlds, but something new at the same time. Yeah. Like, it was, like, a totally new thing, just completely off the cuff, like, yeah, out it, of nowhere, Yeah, so. and like, like you said, it was something that just came together rather quickly, because, yeah. like, because we had just been talking about the idea for, like, maybe a month or something like that. And then, like, I was just like, you know what? Let's just do it. Like, because I, I think I was working on uh, Epitome of Chaos. And then I was just like, you know what? You know, let's take a break from that. Let's work on this. Let, let's do this first before we release Epitome yeah. of Chaos. Because, like, I back when it was called, like, Panorama. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about yeah, that. Name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was called Panorama for people that uh, want to know. But, like, uh, that was the original name of Epitome of Chaos. But, like, then I was just like, yeah, I need to make this album with Jordan yeah. and do the Odyssey. And that 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 came around, like, really well, yeah. honestly. And we put it out the week before Christmas. Yeah. Like, like, we literally was, just threw it out at the end of the year. We're like, here's just this real quick thing. and then, Yeah, and by bam, the time this is out, it'll be the one-year anniversary. Yeah, it's crazy. That, yeah, I know. Literally, like, the same week. Right? Yeah, so... So obviously Jordan, you've worked with Jordan a lot. Uh, you've worked with some other people. Is there anyone that's like, maybe you want to work with them again, or you're looking to work with maybe like an indie artist, or it could be a bigger artist? Like, have you ever? Do you I, have anyone like in mind? I want to work with Jay Foster. I don't know how we're gonna make it work, but <laughs> that's I. That's right. To work, you have mentioned that yeah, before. Yeah, <laughs> like I want to work with him so bad, yeah. and it's like, I don't know what, like what needs to be done because I, yeah. I because I think it could be like a collaborative effort like we call it Jay Foster because yeah. like it, it, it works J-A-Y. yeah like like it works and like it's such a good thing and like he's such a talented like singer so like I want to do something with him yeah. like because um, I've had all these R&B like ideas like I want to do an R&B type of like EP or something and I was just like oh this could be cool. like the Jay-Z R. Kelly thing yeah exactly not promoting R. Kelly but <laughs> <laughs> this could similar, be like that similar thing yeah, similar thing <laughs> We just like that, but um, better. Like obviously, um, <laughs> like he's talented. I really want to work with him. Yeah. I want to work with Luke Kang because that song that we made never came out. I yeah. think we can make something um, maybe as good or better than that. But I thought that song was really great. I think we have. I really want to do something with Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really hoping he sends me that song back that we yeah. sent him like forever ago. Uh, I might hit him up about that. But like, I, I really think uh, like other artists like Cherry. Would love to work with her again. Um, um, there's like a, a ton of artists that you've like worked with that I want to work with, um, like Mike Dance. Um, mm. And like, um, as far as bigger artists go, like like if I ever do get really big, um, obviously I'd want to work with Jay Z. Jay Z is definitely top of the list. Mm. Eminem, Nas, J Cole, um, definitely Anderson Pac. Especially after that Silk Sonic album, my God, that was amazing. <laughs> um, and then like 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 people like uh, like Ariana Grande, um, Halsey, Janae, um, Kalani, maybe uh, Childish Gambino in there as well. Mm-hmm. Like like just a few of them. 
Um, there's obviously more, but like those are like the main people that I would love to work with on stuff. And like I like to do different styles. So like I I would just want to test myself and test my pen uh, with multiple different people. Mm -hmm. Like and just you know stay like in that elite status of like I can do everything. I can balance every genre and just bounce over and do whatever. And I still fit in there. Yeah. Like like. Like, cause like, uh, like how Drake, like how Drake can like go do a hip hop album, then he can do like a pop album, then he can do an R and B, then he can do like reggae, and then like, like you know, I want to be able to do that and just bounce in between mm -hmm. genres like that and be very versatile. Like to, that. Just keep evolving the sound basically yeah. from like point A to point B, yeah. and then do something else, but yeah. have it all make sense for like your right. brand and like what you're doing, yeah. and how you approach it, and everything. So exactly, yeah, yeah. It's funny because. I was in a clubhouse room with another one of Jeremy's friends the other day mm -hmm. who's from Chicago, Nehemiah uh, Heckler. He's a rapper. I feel like you would like him. I got to show you his music too. Yeah. But like, I feel like we got to figure out how to make the collaboration happen. Like somehow, like, cause we have talked about going to Chicago. So yeah, like maybe exactly. we could do that. I don't know. Cause I know, I know him from there. I know this guy, Jay Maurice from there. Who's yeah. a really dope, uh, He's a rapper. He's from Detroit, but he's in Chicago. Yeah. He's friends with Jeremy. So, like, yeah, I think it'll happen in, in due yeah, time. Yeah, like, like, eventually, there's, there's a lot of collabs yeah. that we still have to do. That, that we're working on with the the project we're working on now, we're trying yeah. to get collabs for. Yeah, so. So, like, there's, we'll, like, we'll obviously uh, Timmy the Boy, too, yeah. the one that recommended me to be on here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, that even if that doesn't happen on the song that we sent him. Yeah, we'll like, see. I'd still like to work with him on but, some yeah, stuff. I think. Cause and like he's in town too, so yeah, so it, that it, could definitely it makes a lot come of to fruition eventually. Yeah. Um. So the last like year or so, obviously, there's been a lot of stuff in the world happening and everything. Uh, for you, I'm curious to know, like, has there been any type of hurdle or big struggle as far as like how you approach your music has gone in the last year? Or have you kind of just been going like normal, like how it used to be? Or I I learned like, like in the last year, um, I need to live life in order to you know make good music. Cause like for the longest time, I was just being super introverted, um, and like I felt very like lazy and like didn't you know want to go out in the world a lot. Mm -hmm. Like I would go out obviously to hang out with you and do music, or like hang out with you guys at like the the restaurants uh, person's house. Um, but like, it, it was just like in the last year, I realized I need to do more. I need to like go out and have experiences um, because like I can't keep rapping about the same stuff mm -hmm. like over and over because those subjects are gonna get tired. I need to like come up with new stuff. So I started, you know, going out like a lot more and experiencing. I started going out with, you know, more people like like I started traveling a little bit more, going to like New York and Cincinnati, Kentucky, and like um, I also got more involved with my you know spirituality. So I started meditating more, mm -hmm. and you know going out of my comfort zone with that, and you know uh, learning about more chakras and stuff um, and inner peace. Uh, I started reading more, reading a lot of books to you know not only self empower but also get, keep me knowledgeable about mm -hmm. stuff. So that way, like when when I'm writing something, I'm you know not stumbling to think of stuff. Like I know what I want to say, and like I know this story. Like like because some of the times, like I like to whenever I'm creating, like sometimes they might be related to my life, and sometimes it might just be 
an experience that I've noticed and I just made like a song about it. Like, so like some of the times you might not be able to blow the rhymes like, did this really happen to him or did this not? Like, so like, I, I like to keep that element of it where like I, I have the ability to be like, this really happened to me, this is the story and I put it in a song versus like, oh, like I had an experience and I seen this and like I'm writing from this point of view of it and like, you know, just taking it from there. So yeah. I, I, I learned a lot because of like being holed up from the pandemic and everything and being inside all the time and not having much to do that when everything did open back up, I wanted to, you know, go out and do more and do new experiences and do a lot of like things that I have made excuses not to do. So mm -hmm. like that, that was my main thing that yeah. I, I wanted to come over. And it probably sparks more inspiration too to do that because it's like, like you said, if you're just doing the same things over and over again, what do you even have to write about? Because you're just like, my life is on autopilot. There's really nothing new happening. Right. You kind of got to kick like the chair out from under you and be like, I got to go experience this and do this new yeah. thing and just like, like you just said, like live a lot and just see what happens. Yeah. Because like I'm sure like but, when you went to Dallas, like yeah. you know that was a whole different experience for yeah. you. And then like you probably like open a lot of things for you because yeah. like you had this whole new experience in front of you you know mm -hmm. what i mean yeah basically every time you travel you you bring something back to yeah. and be like oh now i want to kind of put this into my music and figure out what i want to do that way so right with that in mind uh you're probably going to get bigger and bigger as you keep going up right like you're going to get more fans probably you're going to be more well known mm -hmm. how have you ever put any thought to like how you're going to balance your personal life and your career like how separate do you want to keep the two are you trying to have people know a lot about your personal life or you want that totally separate like have you ever put any thought to that whole I, thing i i want to when i get to that point i i do want to be transparent with people um like i don't i don't want to like hold too much back but like there's certain stuff obviously you want to keep to yeah. yourself like you know that this is your special thing yep. like but like I have no problem like sharing like stuff like life experience that I've had with people and you know telling stories about like my life um, and like it's it's not a problem for me like if I were to get to that point and like you know people ask me questions about it like I'd, I'd answer honestly but mm -hmm. if it's something like you know that's personal to me and like me alone then like obviously I won't touch a base on that I'll just be like next comment or you know next question yeah. and you know just move on with it but like I am I am like looking forward to like sharing more stories and like, you know, giving people more experiences because people relate to that because everyone, you know, has stuff that goes on in their lives that they can relate to. So like, if like my stories can help someone because they know that they're not the only ones dealing with it, then I don't see why not. Mm -hmm. I don't see why I can't tell people that. Yeah. Know? It's interesting because have you watched the Kid Cudi thing that just came out, the documentary yet? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really good. I love the part. Well, I don't know if I love it, but I found it interesting the part where he talks about the success he had from the first album, right? And how, like, Man on the Moon's his biggest album still. Yeah. It's revered as, like, one of the greatest albums. He said that he was trying so hard to get all the success and get all the attention. And then when he finally got it, he wasn't prepared for all these people asking about the stuff he was talking about in his music, like his dad passing away and, like, him being a lonely kid and all this shit. Yeah. And he said that really, like, messed him up. And that kind of led him down a dark path. And he's like, I never would have thought that sharing that with fans and stuff and being open in my music would lead to this and then it became a bad thing like it almost flipped on itself kind of right and i was like i never really thought about how that could happen yeah exactly honestly. mess with your mental yeah. a lot so yeah. i thought that was really interesting but it's i guess it just goes based on the person like how do you view what you've been through personally 
and how do you how do you want to put it in your music and things like that? How do you want to present it to people? And like you said, there's obviously stuff you don't want to give everything away and just right. be like, I don't think anybody would ever do that. Like I don't think anybody would ever like take their deepest darkest whatever and always put it out there. You know what I mean? But at exactly. the and the flip side, it's like yeah, you can't help people though because there's other people that don't have the platform to do it to like get their voice out there. Right. So if you have it. You want to help the other people, you know what I mean? Like, you want to reach back and, like, lift these people up and stuff, so. Exactly, yeah. I think it's, like, it's almost like one of those catch-22s, honestly, where, like, it, there's a good and bad to both sides of the whole thing. But it's just, like, it just comes with what music is, I guess, at the end of the day. Right, exactly, so, yeah. But I think it's all just in how you approach it. Um, so, I don't know if you've thought about lasting impact i've been asking this question a lot what do you think you want your lasting impact of your music to be when it's all said and done like when people hear a j trey song or a j trey project whatever what do you think you want to leave them with at the end of the day i want to leave them with the greatest experience with music honestly like i want people to look back on it i want people to say this is a classic um and like i want the lessons that are in it to like reflect on people i want the music itself to speak to people and like they relate to it, they want to play it back over and over. Like that's the thing that I love when I see, like when I'm looking at my stats, that mm -hmm. people have been listening to this song over and over and over and like it's in like certain cities that they're playing it over and over again. So like I, I, I want that lasting impact where like, like even like if like one album just takes off for me and I like don't have others that take off, at least I have that one thing that everyone can say, this is a classic, I want this like, like this J Trey, like, you know, and you know, this is something that I look to that saved my life or like something that helped me through a dark time. Mm. So like I, I really want that lasting impact for people. Like uh like how Lauren Hill has uh miseducation. Yeah. Like I want that impact. Well like she hasn't dropped another album. Mm. But like people still go back to yeah. that. It's and, been like twenty some years. Right, like, exactly. Yeah. Like so. I, like I want that. That's something that I want, and like mm -hmm. that's what I look for when I make music. Is like I want something that isn't like just fast food music, like that you just come and you go, yeah. and it's just like, oh, yep, he did it, cool, uh, on to the next thing. Like I want something that like people are gonna be like, it's the five year anniversary of this, or yeah. it's the ten year anniversary of this, and like you know, just keep going back to that. I still always think about when I did the interview with Joe, our engineer Joe Lewis, who was yeah. on the show. He literally just talked about you, and he was like, I didn't even bring you up, I don't think, but he's like, I always loved Jay's, like, attention to detail, especially when it came to, like, the albums. Mm -hmm. He was talking about Phoenix, and he's yeah. like, I loved how he put, like, the skits in there, and he, like, thought of a whole storyline to go with the music and how the sequencing was great. Like, I've always thought that you have, like, that all kind of figured Like, you really get into detail with it, like, yeah. especially in, like, an era where a lot of people don't do albums anymore and they don't really pay attention to albums and stuff. It's mm -hmm. like, I think we both share that same like sentiment of like albums are still important. Cause like people remember albums. Right. They remember like the moments like you like you always remember. I think I mentioned this in another episode. It's like you always remember where you were when like this certain album came out. Like you remember yeah. like you were in high school when that came out. And yeah. like, I remember being at study hall listening to this song and these are my favorite tracks and stuff. So it's like, I still feel like that's an important part of music, like definitely leaving like the hardcore fans with something they'll always like draw back on. Well, stuff, I see so. I see whenever I make albums, I see it as like I'm making a soundtrack to a movie and like it's just going down like the track list. Each track is a new scene and like it's mm -hmm. a new like vibe and like 
you're just getting to that point where you get to the climax and then you get to the conclusion of the whole thing. And that's what I look at whenever I do albums and that's why I come up with different stories. Like the epitome of chaos thing, I just wanted to make it like its own like act, like uh, like a show. Yeah. Like it's like... Because uh, I think you said what? Like the carnival was kind of like an inspiration or like a carnival show or like a stage show was kind of the inspiration for the... Yeah. Like, yeah, album. like, like, yeah, because, like, I was just like, oh, like, what's chaotic more than, like, a stage performance? Yeah. Like, because there's so many colors and so many people on stage that just want to go out and just give out their best performance. And sometimes it gets wild and out of control, and you get people running through the stands and running all over the stage mm -hmm. and musical numbers, all that. That's why I went into Epitome of Chaos with that in mind, because I was just like, this is what I want. Like, A, this is the performance of epitome of chaos here's here's the first act and then like they just go down the line and they just go through it like a play and then you have that final applause at the end that everyone's just giving like the round of applause like at an mm -hmm. end of a play so like i just wanted to give that now like with the project that i'm working on not this one but the, the next one <laughs> um i i have an idea that is definitely going to be a lot more uh touch base with realism and like real problems uh, that's facing normal human beings as well as like the country. Mm -hmm. So like I like when when we get to that, we're definitely gonna have fucking fun with that. <laughs> um, but um, that's that's just what I like to do. I like to make them like soundtracks to a movie almost. So what is next? Obviously, Epitome of Chaos is out right now. What can you reveal that's coming next? Music. Uh, I don't know visuals. Anything else? What well, What is next? I kind of know, but you know, for people that don't know. I mean, me and Alan have that song um, yeah. that, like, I want to put out. I don't care. We're, we're going to put it out <laughs> whether he wants it or not because um, I paid money for it now. So, like, it, it's... Paid it, the engineer. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Like, it's coming uh, out. Like, I'm not wasting money. <laughs> um, we have that. We have a, a mixtape that's coming up um, that I wanted to do. It's a sequel to... Yeah, you know, I can tell. It's a sequel to Basilia. It's Basilia 2. Um, it's basically... It's not going to be as conceptual as the first one. I think it's just more so I just wanted a good group of, like, fun songs to put together, and then we just put them in, like, a mixtape style, and then we're just going to put it out. Mm -hmm. That might come in the springtime of next year. Um, still working on dates. We don't know. but um, And we're still waiting on features to get back to us because we want to get features on this thing, too. Um, so that that's in the works, and then obviously, like I said, I have another project. I always keep projects in mind. Like like I know, like as soon as I'm done with this one, this is the next idea, mm -hmm. and then this is the next idea, and then like so on and so forth, and then like planning like four or five years ahead, yeah, just to see like where it goes and stuff. Right. Like I have so. like like my whole thing like planned out as far as like uh, like where like I want my career to end, like yeah. the ending album. That's what I want. Yeah. Anything else other than music that you have thought about doing? I want to. I so like I've been honestly trying to get this podcast off the ground. Uh, so we you like have on the proven knowledge thing another coinciding podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's not just you. Um, and like I wanted to do it because of how like we used to do the podcast, where mm -hmm. like we would just talk about stuff that's going on in like the real world. Uh, that's what I want to do. Um, I'm, I'm planning on like doing that here within the next year, um, maybe like early in the springtime. I want to say I want to officially get it going. Um, I just got to get all the, the right equipment and stuff. And obviously, I moved, so yeah. I got to get my space set up for that. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's something that's in the works, um, as well as like merchandise. You know, we want to get the merchandise going, and I do I do want to film 
music videos for the mixtape. Like, mm -hmm. I know I've said I wanted to film music videos in the past, but I really desperately need to film a music video. And now that we know like people that can film for us, yep. like now that's actually within grass. Um, so I want to do that, and then um, I want to eventually actually perform at a venue. Um, because me and you, we went to the the Timmy the Boy show, mm -hmm. and we saw that. I want to do something similar to that. Uh, do my own show. Maybe not. Maybe not as creatively as he did, because like he he did an amazing job. Mm -hmm. I thought it was well put together. I I would rather do something like where I could just perform my songs, just laid back and just in a nice venue, and like just have people listen to music and just have a good time, drink mm -hmm. whatever. Um, so the, yeah, that that's something that's in the works for me. Mm -hmm. So last few questions. Obviously, these are questions that or asked everybody. So if you could go back 10 years ago, give yourself a piece of advice, maybe not change anything at all, what do you think you'd do? I would honestly have started music a lot earlier. Um, I feel like we kind of just jumped on it like after high school. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, I wish that I would have studied music a lot more. Because at that time, like 10 years ago, um, talking like 2011, this was like when I was just starting to get into like music like I was just listening to the radio stuff for the time and like mm -hmm. the stuff me and you would listen to um, but I didn't really get into the underground scene until like going into high school um, so like I, I would tell myself like hey study up learn about the music industry get yourself out there make connections because um, there's there's certain things that I wish I could like do like like I wish I could have like like started like when uh, when Miko had started like because like at the time I just thought oh I could never be a rapper like I couldn't do that mm -hmm. like I like I don't have the equipment like and like I thought it was so cool that he was doing it and I was low-key jealous of him mm -hmm. because like I wanted to like do that and I thought I couldn't do it but like, I wish I could just go back and be like like do do this with like and learn about the business like how we know now and just you know take that and just go through and make connections take trips go out and like you know make connections uh, I'd also stop myself from going to Walsh University, um, <laughs> but like, uh, but uh, but like, uh, yeah, I, that, that's just stuff I would do just just to like, because of what I know now, like I w I wish I could have started a lot of this sooner. I wish like we could have like known about this stuff sooner, yep. and that way we could have like once we're out of high school, like oh we know what we got to do. Yeah. We got to go here. We got to do this. We got to do that. We could have we could have probably built a fan base a lot faster. Because we were in school, mm -hmm. um, and like it could spread word of mouth through the school, and then we got like people going out. Because I think I think that's what helps a few of these guys. Because I started with like nothing; like I was already fresh out of high school, and like I started making music, and like I had support. But I probably would have more had I started when like I was in school, and mm -hmm. like people knew me, and like you know it could just pass around word of mouth to everybody, and everyone could know, and then I could have a little stronger of a fan base. I kind of had to build the fan base up over the years, and like it, it's it's in a good standing right now. Um, but like we could definitely like have gotten probably a lot bigger. Mm -hmm. But like yeah, that that's something that I would probably just change. I think about that too a lot, but then I think like the maturity level wasn't at the point where, for at least for me, where I think I would have succeeded. I think I would have started and then given up and never went back. So I think the fact that I started when I did is the reason why I haven't stopped because I was like, I really got to do this. There's no more school. I just got to do this and just right. keep going. I think if I was in school, I like remembering how I was then, I'm like, I just dabbled in a bunch of different shit and didn't stick to anything. Yeah. Like, so I feel like I always think about that. I'm like, 
yeah, it could have started earlier, but probably wouldn't have worked out the way it is now. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know. Right. But you never know. Like, exactly. You'll never know because yeah. it never happens. So. Exactly. But interesting uh, thing to look at oh, for yeah. sure. So 10 years from now then, where do you think you want to be in your life and career? Um, hopefully in a nice big house. Um, I want to be the owner of my own record company. Uh, I want to be part owner of an NBA team. I want the to- The Miami Heat? Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I want to. I want to be able to uh, have at least a couple platinum-selling albums. I. I do. If I make it, I do plan to retire by the time I'm like forty-five. That. That's. That's. I think that's a good age to just retire from music entirely. Because um, I, I. Like I said. Like I said. I have the whole like album rollout. Like I know what album is going to be my last if I was to get big. Mm-hmm. So like I know to, to plan for that. Um, but like if it happens like where I just you know eventually get sick of music and I just want to go on and do other things, um, that's fine. I do want to act in movies. I do want to act in superhero movies because um, I'm a big superhero nerd. You as well. <laughs> um, and like I, I would like to be in, in a Marvel movie eventually. So like that, that's something that's on the bucket list as well. The MCU will be in Phase Ten by then. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I, like if I can be in a Phase like Marvel movie or like if anything, just put me in like a Marvel movie as like an extra or some shit. I don't want to be no damn extra. <laughs> I want to have a star and roll. You can still get you can still get the check for being an extra. Maybe. I know, but still, I want to I want a star and roll. <laughs> like put me in like Gwyneth Paltrow's like like position of, of a role. <laughs> But like, yeah, like that that's what I want to do. I just want to be able to own my businesses, be able to make music, live in a nice house out in somewhere like in California because I do want to eventually move to California full time. Um, and just be able to say that I've accomplished, you know, working with the people that I want to work with. Because um, obviously, you know, I'm a big J. Cole fan, so that's definitely top. I, I want to like if. I have the resources. I'm going to be like, get me J. Cole so I can get him on my album, my debut studio <laughs> album. I want him on it. Like, like, like that's that's blow something. the whole budget of the marketing. Honestly, yeah, blow yeah. the whole marketing budget on a feature. Honestly, bro, <laughs> like, I would I would do it. I'd be like, yeah, J. Cole's <laughs> the only it. feature. <laughs> Up here wearing the Logic hoodie, talking exactly. about J. Cole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like uh, and, and like I'll definitely work with Logic too. But like, but like, yeah, that that's what I want to do. Like at least ten years from yeah. now. Any final words of wisdom today for the listeners? Um, don't take any, you know, negativity from anybody. I didn't um, know where that was going. Yeah. For a I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you were going to say don't take any drugs or don't take any classes at Walsh. <laughs> Those, yes. That too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> don't take any negativity. Um, don't let people deter you. Um, there's, there's always going to be people that want to tell you that like you know oh like you know this dream is nice but you should always like have like a backup plan and like 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 i said i i have you know a backup plan but like this is my main focus is like i want to be able to do this and make a career out of music and i want to you know build a career because like like you and me have had these discussions we 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 don't want to like you know live the regular nine to five life Mm -hmm. we want to be able to say that like we can make money off of our music and like our business ventures and do stuff that we want to do instead of like just doing what you know is expected of you to do mm-hmm. um, so if you if you have a passion I just say go out and chase it don't let anyone deter you from that um, and just stay true to yourself don't don't try and you know fake 
for people and think because you follow a certain trend or certain mold that people are gonna like you and respect you, that's not true. Um, eventually the, the trends fade and everyone just wants to hop onto the next big thing. Um, so just, just do what's right to you, what you wanna do and not what Twitter is like trending on. So mm -hmm. like uh, that, that, that's pretty much what I gotta say. Mm -hmm. Well, that's it. That's done. That's it. that's a wrap <laughs> it's right the, there. It's the episode. <laughs> that's the wrap for 2021 right there. 2021. Uh, yeah, that's a wrap. So taking next week off for Christmas and New Year's and everything. Um, be back in two weeks with episode 83. And also we're getting a new series going in 2021 called The Innovators. So this was the creators. We're going to keep doing the creators series. Uh, we're going to start doing part twos of the creators. We're also starting the Innovator series. Uh, we're going to have people from the tech world of music. We're going to have music supervisors, uh, a lot of different cool people and guests coming in. And we're going to be getting that going probably. I looked at the schedule. I think it's going to be around May of 2022 uh, based on what I did my little math there. And right after the 100th episode of the Creators premieres, we're going to be getting into the Innovators and kind of just... Uh, giving more sides to the music industry and getting more cool guests and on and everything. So, but obviously, Jay, you're welcome back anytime. Oh yeah, you you're a founder, you're a co-founder yeah, of this whole co -founder thing. Co-founder of proven now. And you know we got to get you up here more yeah. often. And obviously, we're gonna keep doing this every year at the oh, end yeah. of the year anyway. So like, and we obviously you know got to still post our recaps of. Oh, our yeah. favorite albums. Oh and yeah, we're we're definitely so, doing that. Yeah, that's that but, that that honestly could be like a like a preview of my podcast. Yeah. Honestly, because like 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 I said, like probably spring of next year, I should have the podcast fully figured out and what yeah. I want to do with it. Yeah. So like, I just need some time. But like, yeah, that'll be another series coming to proven knowledge. Uh, another podcast. He's got the innovator series and the creator series. I'm gonna have my own little series to mm -hmm. go off of. And uh, we can we can make the uh, the end of year recap with our favorite albums because we do that any every yeah. year anyway just yeah. just because we love music yeah. um, so that could that could be like a little prelude uh, to what we got planned but yeah like we we got a bunch of stuff coming up mm -hmm. we got a bunch of stuff coming at you guys and a bunch of music so oh, yeah. get ready for a ton of music and not from yeah. Alan Michael Cabasa no um, from but <laughs> okay everyone that was 2021. 2021 thanks guys <laughs> and we'll see you in two weeks here on the Proven Knowledge Podcast.